Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, and please delete, if appropriate, when appropriate. I was trying to say that the right way. Hi, I'm your co-host. This is The Material Podcast, and I'm Florence Ion. And I am Andy Anotko. Uh, I tried, I was like kind of practicing that in my head the last couple of days to try and say it like you, but I totally botched that. You don't have to say it like me. I, I, I do it now because unfortunately that's how, that, that's like my, my keyboard shortcut for to tell, say, brain do podcast thing now, Word. which, which yeah. involves thinking before I talk. Uh, that's that it basically makes sure that that subroutine, that preprocessor, that that conversational buffer is turned on. So that's good. That's a good one. Um, I I need to talk about something really quickly that I actually bombarded you with before we even recorded. And then you said, hold on, hold on. And you're right. This is very good podcast, father, father, <laughs> although Father's Day is coming up. Don't forget, everyone. Get your dad something uh, if you want to. Uh, anyway, so I'm kind of annoyed because I did this really smart thing that I thought would be smart by setting it so that Google Photos, I have the Google uh, Drive app on Windows, um, the Google, yeah, mm, Google something backup, yes, backup and sync from Google, I have it, oh my gosh, and it's like backing up so much stuff right now, <laughs> ooh, backing up 908 of 3749. It's a lot of files. And that's and, and at what point are you going to realize that, oh, that's right. I was working at the coffee shop an hour ago and I forgot to turn off the tell it not to use my phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot. Ooh. OK, so I just. Yeah, I've done that before. It's been real bad. Uh, I'm a family plan, too. Sorry, family. Um, <laughs> so everything that I put on the desktop on my computer desktop uploads to Google Photos, which or any photo which I find to be very helpful because I'll have like screenshots and stuff. And this is to ensure I have everything on the go because I don't always remember to move it to Dropbox. So, well, today I was making three different folders because I'm testing SD cards for a client. And each folder is roughly 30 gigs a piece of just like all sorts of files you need to test, uh, to sync from one place to another. And let me tell you, I didn't realize it was possible for the Google Assistant to make so many albums based off of uh, the screenshots that I uploaded from the last, like, seven years. <sighs> there goes my algorithm, everyone. The, the, the fun part is, comes, like, in a day or two when it starts to make movies out of your screenshots. <laughs> My God, you're like, right. <laughs> and you and you can see, it, like in my case, because I, I do, I have that, I have piles of them on my desktop, and they're all like, you can all see. Okay, so we took the screenshot. Oh, that's right. He realized that he had his address book on the background, so we did it again with that thing closed. And oh, that's right. He also remembered that he had. You could also see a little bit of Outlook in the background, so he had a close. Yeah, you would you would see the. It's a it's a it's a breadcrumb trail of Andy Notko's incompetence and inability to think ahead. Well, and maybe Google photos is really doing me a favor or not, but it's pretty good at lumping together things. So it may be an album for when I went to the nest event, um, when they announced the nest secure and, uh, the nest hello, it made me, Oh, look at this cute little animation of a robot vacuum. So cute. <laughs> so cute. I can use that on the social meds. I'm going to save that. Uh, it also made me a movie of CES. <laughs> and by the way, I just deadpanned for all of those. Yeah, that was you that, out there. That's that's something you definitely want to remember when the when some you know if if someday you have children and you want to you want them to know how you suffered. Yes, exactly. Uh, to put a roof over that's that was that's that was three days of my life that I had. That yeah, but it's. <laughs> I I wasn't I actually wasn't kidding. I thought that, I think that's going to be interesting to see what Google does with all that stuff. I was um uh, uh, so every month or so I take I shoot like a local roller derby, and so I'll come home with like a card with like three thousand like JPEGs yeah. on them. And when I start and partly as backup, I started to say when it, when I get it down to well here are like the three or four hundred that are worth taking a second look at just automatically just making sure those get backed up to to Google Drive just just in case but also because I kind of like what the uh, automatic filters do on Google Photos to some of those things so I was experimenting with that but what what I didn't anticipate is 
again for the whole next week say oh wow here's like like an animated gif of like this really good block that happened and oh look here's this like really good montage of like when i was trying to someone was like you know waiting for the next jam on the line and i got like four or five portraits but i put it into this nice little mosaic and it's like it really it really is like the, the old shoemaker <laughs> setting out the leather and the tools and finding out, oh look, elves have come and left me something wonderful. So yeah, I I, I think that in policy, it's like you you let the Google Photo elves do what it wants to do with all of your pictures because you never know when it will surface something pretty damn awesome. Yeah, not to mention my Google address is my Google account is effectively my time machine. Really, any any walk down memory lane, come join me, folks, into the photos.google.com. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> all right, so I also wanted to bring up a little tip that I found last week for those out there with Google Wi Fi. There's a network check feature that was introduced in May 15th. I actually didn't know about this. Or rather, I completely, this news escaped me for whatever reason. But so you can go into the Google Wi-Fi app if you've got the Google Wi-Fi mesh Wi-Fi network at your house. uh, And you can check the bandwidth of the individual devices on your network, not just the bandwidth between the Google Wi-Fi nodes, which is only so helpful when you have like 80 different devices in your house. Because really, that's how you figure out who the culprit is. Yeah, particularly when like you really need like 4K bandwidth for your for your living room, and you're trying to or you're having a Skype conference with somebody, and you don't know why they keep saying hypothetically, let's just pick out a name at random. Hey, Andy, your mouth movements are not (laughs) matching with your audio, and you thought you unplugged everything, and you thought that you don't have anything running in the background, and then that's when you find out that oh, that's right, your Android TV seems to want to be able to want to wants to download a 1.8 gigabyte update or something. So yeah, that's a that's 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 pretty good sauce there. I hope my husband doesn't check the bandwidth on my PC right now with the streaming and downloading or uploading lord knows what off of my desktop into the cloud. <laughs> mm, well, between between backblaze and everything else, why why even bother? Why yeah. even like look at it? Just say at some point, we will have something beyond, let's say, a 1200 baud Hayes Robotics modem might have been able to deliver in 1988. We just don't know when. Uh, another little tidbit that was just on fire over the weekend. So there's a Pixelbook sale, $750. Uh, a lot of people asking each other, hey, should I get this? It's 750 It's down. This is not 1000 because $1,000, definitely $1,000 for a laptop running Chrome OS uh, seems very outlandish for some. NVTS nuts, you could say. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I have to say, so I actually have a Pixelbook right now on loan or review unit kind of really getting my bearings with this high-performing variation of the Chromebook family. It's different from the Asus Chromebook Flip that I've had for the last year, which I still love, but I've now filed away and tucked away under a bunch of other devices that I'm not really using right now. Sorry, little baby. Uh, You know, I'll eventually get back to it, but I got to say that Pixelbook, oh my gosh, I did work on it like all day yesterday (laughs) and I felt no need to rush to my Windows PC. Um, Granted, I didn't have to do any heavy batch editing. I didn't have to do anything of the sort, but I I had no problem multitasking. Some of the issues that I have with the Chromebook Flip, the Asus Chromebook Flip, is the trackpad on it is just, it's not at all akin to what you would get with a laptop from the Windows or Mac variety, which is very frustrating for me because I need to be able to move around Windows. And when you're highlighting text, I mean, we're writers and we have to do the annoying thing of highlighting text. And like, if you can't do that, if you can't precisely, it gets so annoying and it becomes so hard to do your job. Um, And, but on the pixel book, that's hardly an issue. Like it feels it doesn't feel precisely like the MacBook Pro trackpad, which is by far the best trackbook in all of the land. Um, I can't speak to the brand new ones, but I can speak to my experience with the MacBooks over the decades. And I can say, like, that's the best experience I've ever had. This one is almost, it's almost on that tier. It's definitely better than the trackpad on my Windows PC that I have right I have a little um, Dell laptop. 
<laughs> but uh, it's not just that. It's also just the performance. It's faster. Like things load a lot quick, a lot more quickly. Android apps load a lot more quickly. Uh, edit like photo editing. Snapseed was just like boom, boom, super fast. I don't know. I'm just I'm really enjoying it. Oh, and also I think it looks cool. I like the little like white, you know, padding that it's got on the outside, and it just like it looks like a cool little accessory. It is nice, and uh, seventy seven hundred fifty bucks. It's still not nothing, but it's it's at least gets it within the okay. I'm willing to listen to yeah. you as opposed to slamming the door in your face. Uh, and it it really it, the the great thing about when Google makes a, a Chromebook, it really they don't they don't really do any work on the low end they really want to show off what they could do if they were to decide to suddenly like become a laptop maker like i maybe even the profit margin is i don't know 0.08 percent you know if they if they if they went to like a different color printing on the box it would suddenly be a loss for them every single time because yeah they're they are really sharp machines they are really fun to work with and you you, you hit on a, a really cool point that now that um so many of our apps are either being done in the web or their multi-platform. And now that both Mac OS and Windows are pretty close to each other, I won't get into a discussion about which one is better. I do prefer Mac OS, but whatever. Um, it's, not this podcast. I, I, not this podcast, <laughs> right. But see, I'll, I'll, let, me, let, let me put some, let me, let me say something. I got had a, so um, went out to, uh, over the weekend, I'm working at my local coffee shop, pick up my, my what I call the my parking pass to give me an excuse to actually sit there on a, on a on a crowded Sunday and take up a table for four or five hours if I don't buy something so bought my two dollar can of diet Coke and a plastic cup of ice take it to my table put have my put my laptop down put my MacBook down my two thousand dollar MacBook down put my cup on the, put my cup on the table you know, crack open the thing pour it in and immediate like burst of like no. a floodgates there was like a crack in the bottom of the thing and it like it was like pouring it directly on the table and the laptop the macbook was fine Boy. like i quickly snatched it up and you know it, it was perfectly fine and but i again it was about like eight ounces of soda got spilled on that table that napkins would not do it was me and a waitress like with towels trying to get this stuff mopped up and so it while i was helping for like that, that five minutes i was thinking god what would i have done if like that had burst open like on top of the on top of the macbook apart from you know make it very clear that to the establishment that they were buying me a new laptop of some kind or giving me the cash equivalent. But the problem is that I really hate underscore hate uh, the keyboard on like the new MacBook pros. Yes. Hate them. I, can, I, I, can't, I hear that I, from everybody. Even, even before they started like failing <laughs> and costing $800 to fix, I just did, I could not work on that thing. And so it really put me in such a jam to, as I, again, last weekend thinking that, God, but I need I need a laptop, and I can't I, I just can't buy replace it with a new MacBook and travel with a Bluetooth keyboard so that I can actually use the things that uh, for its purpose. And I realized that I had three options: either get the get replaced with another MacBook and just deal with it, replace it with uh, a Lenovo ThinkPad, and I which is a laptop I love. I love everything about the Lenovo ThinkPad. Uh, except for the operating system that it runs, oh, keyboard. The keyboard is amazing. The, it's, it's just the feel of it, just typing on it. It's like it's like uh, any it's like any laptop ten or fifteen years ago before they wanted to make sure that before the idea of a 0.52 millimeter keystroke was seen by somebody at a big company as an actual thing to sell the machine based on. Hey, look how look how how narrow how thin this keyboard is. Um, and then I realized that you know if if that had happened. I would want to wait a year to see what Apple does with the MacBook. I would then I would also be taking that year to get my head around the idea of if that doesn't have if there isn't if there isn't a MacBook that I can use by like November of 2019, I'm going to be buying a 2000 a really good carbon uh, uh, Lenovo ThinkPad. But in the meantime, I've figured that you know I would almost certainly spend 500 bucks on a really good Samsung Chromebook Pro because I think it would do. 
eighty percent of everything that I want to that I I, I would want a laptop for. Um, I've got a desktop Mac at home for like the photo editing stuff. I would just sort of deal with it. But for the, for the really important stuff of I'm out of the house for either three hours or two weeks, and I need to be able to write stuff and bring in photos and do stuff, I would spend five hundred dollars for this really cool alternative experience uh, rather than buy a new macbook that i'm not sure that i'm pretty sure i wouldn't like or a windows notebook that i don't think i'm ready to switch to yet and that's i was i was actually a little bit uh, i wasn't sorry that my my laptop did not get destroyed but at least that that would have been kind of exciting this one comes in with comes in comes with a built-in s pen built-in pen they don't call it an s pen maybe it is an s pen i don't know uh, Intel Core M3 processor. Yeah, this, I like it. I like that it comes with the pen. Oh, shucks. I just remembered I forgot to borrow, trying to get a, one of those pixel pens or whatever. So I could borrow it and test out the, uh, the drawing abilities. Not that I'm much of an artist, but still, I want to see what this thing has on an iPad Pro. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the Apple Pencil, you mean? Yes. Oh, on the, oh, I'm sorry. The I'm sorry. Comparing your 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 really cool loaner Chromebook. Yes, yeah. yes. Um. Anyway, well, I'll have more time to play with that. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be comparing like this experience with my little cheapo Chromebook Flip. I mean, five hundred dollars is like a relative cheapness for some people, but comparatively. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get so. Uh, uh, I can't compare to having the the new Chromebook. I do have uh, the I did have I do have access to the new YouTube Music app, uh, so I've been kind of playing with that for the past week. Uh, it's weird. Um, <laughs> I hear that. Yeah, I I'll, that. I'll say I'll say that it's weird. I'm I'm I don't know how much time it's going to take for me to get my head around the idea that if I if I ask for hey play I I want to look at this I, I want this album by the Foo Fighters. I I'm still trying to get my head wrapped around the idea that's going to include YouTube video results in there too, even though I don't really tend to watch YouTube videos while I'm riding my bike. Usually I'm listening mm. to music and trying not to be looking at a screen uh, being held in my left hand while I'm steering with one hand. It's just not something that I'm good at yet. I'm nor have I been recruited for the next season of Jackass. Uh, so I can't really make money. I can't monetize a lumbar fracture. Um, also, it's kind of no. <laughs> also, it's kind of disappointing that the entire music library that's available on uh, Google Play Music is uh, excuse me on, on uh, Google Music isn't available yet. So they're they're almost like I won't go through them, but they're like ten albums that just by memory I will will be my first ads to any like new music library because they're my favorite albums off the top of my head, and maybe two of them were available through YouTube Music. Um, so. I'm sure that's stuff that'll get fixed. I love the interface to the app. It look it really feels like a music app, whereas the Google Play, uh, the Google Music app, always felt like this is somebody who just finished their first class in HTML 3.0, and their their big assignment at the end of the semester was to build a music player. Like, okay, it works, Ouch. but it doesn't really feel like it's not something that you'd find uh, inside a Bang and Olufsen like logo or anything like that. Um, but I do, I, I do like the mixtapes uh, the feature. Um, I usually don't spend a lot of time on the hey, I, I hey, it's Tuesday night here. Here is your Tuesday night uh, getting ready to watch House MD, you know, radio station or whatever they're going to throw at you. I'd never notice them because I almost never play them. They just don't attract my interest. But the the mixtapes that they create for you for me so far have been pretty good on the spot and uh, kind of liking them. So maybe that's, maybe that is a way to like sort of use the shuffle shuffle mode on my taste in music. So I'm liking it so far. Um, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a total failure yet, but I think that I think they need to keep improving it. Uh, I think it's going to be a while before I, I, I naturally reach for the YouTube music icon on my launcher instead of uh, Google music, but it's, it's okay. It's good. Good start. I, I got to tell you, I'm really happy I'm over here on Spotify. I mean, I don't know how long this is going to last. They really need to go public or something. <laughs> I don't know how much money <laughs> they have uh, to keep doing what they're doing. But, and I know there's a lot of things about like artists, right? Uh, 
compensation. But that conversation is is a part of the entire world, okay? We're talking here just We're about the apps. We're helping these people suffer for their art. Yes, okay? precisely. Unless they want to like be, oh, I'm going to be 17 years old and be bubblegum pop and have instant success and be like you know Justin Bieber and never actually get to the bone marrow of human society, you know, like Elvis did. Fine, that's fine. If you don't want to suffer, then I guess. Remember, Andy, Justin Bieber came from YouTube. That's where he was discovered. He did. Just to bring this back he's, around. He's partly responsible for my complaints about uh, YouTube music. Well, and is this supposed to be like the new MTV? I don't know. It just feels very like MTV <laughs> to me because when I think of YouTube music, I think of, okay, I'm going to dial it back to younger flow here. And because I'm trying really hard to relate to today's youth and i'm realizing more and more that i lose my grasp with every new year (laughs) that i enter in this life of mine um i see all the kids are watching youtube to get all of their content and so now i'm thinking of it of course like google is going to try and kind of like really monetize and kind of push everybody toward this to try and make the most money they can off of the youths yeah, that and, and that's fine. You know, I, I just hope that it's <laughs> I just hope that it makes sense for everybody because there are people who are not the youths who are also listening to music. And it's not like nineteen thirties big band like bebop music. It's the who, you know, from the sixties. A band who? that was formed over fifty years ago. The who? Exactly. Uh, Isn't that great? We can still do do jokes like that. Uh, yeah, actually we just did that joke in my house, like couple days ago <laughs> just stuff. Oh, it, came, you're, you're, it came totally organically too um also just uh, very quickly i could i, I could can, can i just say that while you're after you made that joke uh, there was like a rift in space and time and i could hear from four years in the from like four to i don't know maybe nine or ten years in the future your kids rolling their eyes at having heard you say that pun. oh yeah because it's gonna come back again uh, it was originally featured in an Animaniacs. Animaniacs did a skit on The Who. The Who? And so that's where I learned that joke. Just a little <laughs> reference for you okay. there. Um, also, sorry, I just wanted to add very quickly on the music notes, since we're talking about music apps, is that yesterday I was driving home listening to my Spotify playlist, but because all of the Google Homes in this house are linked to my Spotify account, my husband tried to play some music yesterday, and it was changing while I was driving, <laughs> which is kind of bad because, like, I'm driving on driving on a freeway, so I'm driving mm-hmm. at least 65, 60, 55, at least 55, and it's kind of annoying when that's happening and you're grooving, and then all of a sudden your music is changing. So anyway, I just wanted to say, be careful, those of you out there. Don't change the music on your loved ones. <laughs> oh, or, or alternatively, Spotify, you know, be smart enough to simply say, uh, if you're going to, uh, I, I have been annoyed by that kind of thing in the past, but I've always, on Google Music, I've always been annoyed by, hey, I'm listening to this great great piece of music, that's great, and, and, but I'm also on my laptop, and I'm not listening to music, but like I'm just on the web, and maybe I go look to see, oh, that's right, I wonder what's, the, uh, I think the next thing I want my Google Home to play is this, but I don't know the name of the album, so I'll do like a search for it, and I'll unfortunately accidentally do it in an open, like Google. Google, uh, Google Music window, and so I'm jamming, jamming, jamming. Like, Sorry, playback stopped because you seem to be your account seems to be That's using Google Music on another device. Okay, but it wouldn't, but it wouldn't certainly. It, it, it would be offensive if it's suddenly if it suddenly started doing like Tiny Tim records while you're trying to get a good like commute home, relieve the yeah, pressure of the day dance, stuff going on. My da- my driving dance grooves on. Okay, and Mr. Here wanted to do some chill out music so he could do the dishes, which is like totally harshing my vibes, bro. Uh, <laughs> but it did give him that, or the Google Home eventually gave him that error message of sorry, playback cannot. And that's when he realized what was going on. Um, I suppose you're ex- you expect the, the little man to have a martini waiting for you when you come home from the office. I guess well, I do. he has a tough day as a homemaker <laughs> as well. Yes, I do. Well. <laughs> I, hey, I, again, I I would too, not out of, of sexist thing, but because you you, you would kind of like to have some, like a refreshing beverage waiting for uh, you. And by the way, it's Lacroix and gin. So LaCroix. just put that okay. Lacroix, and flavored gin. Lacroix, any kind you like, and a gin. It's perfect. <laughs> 
We used to call that a gin and tonic, but okay. We would flavor we would flavor the fizzy water with a lime wedge, but that's fine. <laughs> That, that's that's the generational divide that this we're spanning right here. This is the millennial version. Thank you. Yes. Uh, yeah, La- Lacroix has to be, <laughs> uh, and in some sort, and, and you have to be wearing those kind of shoes where you have individual toe capsules or something. I don't know. I have socks like that. Close enough. <laughs> well, those are cool. Those are those are just you know they they keep they keep each toe dry in and like sweaty weather. So it's fine. And, <laughs> yeah, just you like kind so of, hip. <laughs> n- ninjas wear those toe socks. They do. It's true. And they kill people without they remorse. They do. They really do. They really do kill people. Well, one one last uh, we have one last actually as it happens music related thing. I have a correction to last week's show, in which we were talking about uh, real cool features that re- real cool things that Google Home does with music, and spontaneously we decided. Well, I decided to ask uh, my speaker here in the room. Uh, hey, do you, I wonder if I, I wonder if I did ask for uh, if, uh, give give me like good like music for cleaning the house. And and here and played like a really nice peppy like hip hoppy sort of thing. Okay, you know I could see myself vacuuming to this, and immediately thought, okay, that's great. It actually knows like okay, here's good house cleaning music. Um, I need to correct that because I have uh, in the past I, I did the as you heard if you listened to that music, uh, listening to that episode, I did give the command to please add that to my library. And later on, I realized that um, the track in question is uh from the album big Ma- the soundtrack to big mama's house yes. music from the motion picture and the song is that's what i'm looking for uh with uh, missy elliott and the parentheses the clean version so i think it just looked for anything with the word clean and house in it now you can still listen to this music and enjoy it while you're cleaning the house. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that i think we i think i i gave them credit for uh for a Sufficient level of sophistication that it not earned. Dang AI, that's how a machine <laughs> works. You know, you asked for house and clean and music, <laughs> it gave it to you. You know, it's it's you can't you the, that's uh, from day one of computing history. The most frustrating thing about a computer is that it does exactly what you tell it to do. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I feel like that's a really good jumping point into our ad. <laughs> I think so. This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at $5 a month. And you'll be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers who are all serviced by their friendly 24-7 support team. You can email them, call them, or even chat over IRC in the Linode community. They know how important it is to get the help you want. And they also have a suite of amazing guides and support documentation to give you a reference when you need it. Linode's intuitive control panel will allow you to deploy, boot, resize, snapshot, and clone your virtual servers in just a few clicks. And they feature two-factor authentication to keep you safe. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at 1 gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of the show, if you sign up at linode.com slash material, you'll not only be supporting us, but you'll also get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code material2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for supporting this show. So, Google Lens. It's a thing. It's been around for a while. We've talked about it on the show. We've talked about it in our personal lives, maybe. I don't know that I've ever brought it up with anybody yet um, because I, I just haven't particularly seen a need for it. However, if you haven't had access to it, uh, faithful listener, it's now a standalone lens app in the Google Play Store. So you don't have to have the specific phone that comes with the specific camera app that you need to have this specific access to a very specific Google Lens. Yes. It's <laughs> a, I I downloaded it. I'm I'm a little I'm 
I'm not 100% sure what this app is. Uh, when Google announced uh, that where Google Lens was, Google Lens was landing. Remember, it used to be like a little icon in the assistant. Uh, they mentioned that, hey, of course, it's going to be in all the Pixel phones, uh, but there's going to be ten other like non ten other phones that are going to have it from pretty much every maker that you could even mention. Uh, and that, that the idea being that it would be integrated right inside the camera app, uh, and so it wouldn't be something you'd have to uh, reach for, wait for implementation, or buy a special phone for. Uh, so this app appeared uh, on the Play Store, and I downloaded it, and of course it essentially uh, starts up the lens feature as, as as a standalone feature. What I'm not sure of, because I don't have, I guess I don't have the right range of phones still registered with the Play Store, I don't know if it's just a shortcut to launch the feature so that you don't have to go into like Google Photos to, to look for that little icon, or if it is indeed a standalone app that will bring this to any compatible phone. Um, there are a couple, and I was I was trying to steal information from as many other websites as I possibly could. Um, like the the Verge says that uh, runs on anything Marshmallow or, or higher higher. That's actually from the Play Store thing. But I also mentioned that like it, it will run on the Samsung Note eight, but not the Galaxy S eight plus. Um, but other sites were saying that it didn't work for them at all on a phone that they thought it should work for. And another site was I think it was. Uh, uh, Android Life, maybe Droid Life was saying that uh, it is just a launcher, and I couldn't unpack it before the show to figure out what it did. But okay, at least it's getting at least it has half a million downloads in the Play Store, so it gets some self esteem out of it. I think uh, I thought those were no, that's the Pixel 2 XL. I was gonna say these screenshots look like the Samsung phones, <laughs> but they're not. Well, it, where, wherever it's from, like if. I cannot stop playing with this because, uh, like you said, they did have uh, – we have seen Lens before, uh, particularly inside the Assistant app. But the th- the thing is you'd have to basically point at the thing you want information about. Whereas with this one, you just touch the Lens button and whatever you're aiming at, and you get all this, like, Tinkerbell, like, pixie dust swarming all over the picture. And then you get this these this card underneath that has a list of everything that's identified and things that can action about this thing. Like, and it's fun because uh, it'll also work with, uh, with like, you know, photos you've already taken. So as soon as I saw that the feature was active in the Photos app, I was, of course, throwing every, like, random photo I had in there. Uh, like, there was a, there was a, a, car, a friend of mine is looking to buy... Uh, looking for a car with manual transmission, and when I'm on my bike, I'm he he speeds by like cars parked at the end of driveways with like four sales signs on it too fast to get them but i like if i see one i'll pull over and you know snap snap some pictures of the car uh and so just being able to took picture the front of this car that was was like two months ago now i hit google lens on it and it identifies it as a bmw 320 now technically it was a 325 but i still thought that was pretty impressive uh and another uh, another uh (laughs) different car I you know I, I took a picture of the sign the, the little the little magic marker sign they put in the grass and it basically said, here's a Fiat uh, Fiat 500 so it actually found off this handwritten thing here's everything you need to know about the Fiat 500 oh and here's the phone number if you want to call this phone number and here's all these other it's really really cool it was it was identifying dogs like actual actual breeds of dogs um, it was identifying landmarks and I didn't uh, I was wondering if it was using like GPS like geotagged information because these are pictures that I'd taken with my with my phone in New York uh, but then when fortunate fortunately it misidentified a couple of landmarks which made me think that okay if you were getting the GPS information you would have gotten it off of that one too so it really was just uh, getting the the, the uh, soldiers and sailors uh, uh, is this really cool triumphal arch in Brooklyn uh, that's not world famous but certainly iconic and was able to, nope here it is oh by the way here's the official page for it here's more information about it and that's the sort of stuff that will get you using that feature now there are times when you are you're interested enough to know like what is this here's some here's a phrase in French what does it mean in English where you will again aim the camera at it tap on the thing and ask for what is this thing. Uh, but there's more. it's more useful when you just are kind of curious about this thing you're looking at and you just want to raise up a $800 piece of glass in this general direction and then find out that, okay, no, this isn't the Washington Monument. This is something else. 
So I, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I don't know. I don't know why it's, it's. I don't know why it's in photo. I've got it in photos on my Pixel One instead of the camera app. I don't know if that's a compatibility thing. Eh? Uh, I has it been in photos? Huh. Interesting. Um, I do have to say, by the way, I actually didn't know that you could like point it at dogs and like find out dog breeds. Now I really want to try that this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to try and see what I can do with Google Lens this weekend. Yeah, it has uh, don't I love these uh, these tech uh, features, the these software features that I, I call them chainsaw features or like skill saw features where you you if there's a storm, you borrow a friend's chainsaw or you buy a chainsaw just to cut up this big tree branch that's too big for you to call off on your own and you get that job done in about 20 minutes and then you had so much fun doing the job that you got it to do that you think I wonder what else it will cut and then you've Turns out that you will need a new sofa because you cut up the old sofa that you had in the, in the rumpus room in the basement that you and your kids actually enjoy flopping on and watching TV. But you thought, hey, whatever, I could finally get that out of the basement if I cut it up and realizing that, yes, I can now get that out of the basement because now it's all in chunks no longer than 17 inches. But I have I have no plan in place to give us some place to sit while we're watching and playing video games in the basement. So. So remember all those files that I, all those photos I uploaded, the screenshots to Google Photos? Well, with the lens feature in Google Photos, it will now just highlight the text for me, which uh, I forgot that it can do that. And hello, that is super helpful. And now I know. Yeah, just just being able to grab text from from any source, that's so freaking cool. That's so very futuristic. It's extremely futuristic. It's it's bridging the gap between the tangible and the virtual, really. I think that's like the perfect example of that. The effete and the salacious. Those are just two really nice word today calendar type words that suddenly popped into my head because I wanted to I didn't want to feel left out. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this is a good segue. <laughs> I was going to well, say, spe- speaking, speaking of speaking being of, left- uh, pe- okay, and speaking of people who are feeling left out and unrepresented. Thank you. <laughs> You said it, so I didn't have to. Uh, did I, you... I, I think that's I think that's relevant. I don't think that's yeah, like a is. bad joke. I think that's relevant. It's true. It's true. <laughs> but I, but I, but if there if there is a Twitter backlash, I will take responsibility <laughs> for it. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. What are friends for? Um, <laughs> I definitely have you been. Were you following along with the Google uh, investors call today, or Alphabet investors call? I should say. Not in real time, but I was re- I was reading like all the recaps, uh, their annual shareholders meeting. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of talk. Um, there was a lot of talk on diversity and inclusion, and kind of like one of the one of the more interesting things to come out of the call was uh, the employees of Google and, or rather, the employees of Alphabet and Investment Group are asking uh, to link executive pay to metrics on diversity and inclusion. So this was mentioned today during the annual shareholders meeting. Uh, Irene Knapp, Google software engineer, uh, said, it is our belief as investors, as engineers, and as technical professionals that a lack of executive leadership around sustainability, diversity, and inclusion fundamentally hurts the quality of products Alphabet can deliver to users. She continued, the lack of clear communicated policies and actions to advance diversity and inclusion with concrete accountability and leadership from senior executives has left many of us feeling unsafe and unable to do our work. The chilling effect of harassment and doxing has impaired productivity and company culture. Responses from HR have been inadequate, leaving minority communities unprotected. It's also worth noting there's not a local policy in play right now uh, going on in the Bay Area, particularly in the South Bay, which is where the Silicon Valley is uh, around. uh, There's this idea of being taxed for employees, having uh, companies being taxed for employees. And um, the fact that much of the employee, much of the people who work at Google, uh, there's a how how do I say? There's a disparity between how many of those people are in like executive and software engineering positions versus yeah, how many of yes, how many are, are making steam trays? Um, yes. So the proposal was made on behalf of the Zevin Acid Management Investment. Say that again. Zevin Asset Management Investment Firm, and it was backed by several employees. Uh, it was voted down as well as a couple of other shareholder proposals. Um, 
According to Bloomberg, Microsoft, Intel, Qualcomm, and IBM all have executive bonus incentives tied to diversity metrics, but Google doesn't. So, so it's not as though this was a yeah. So it's not as though this was like an irrational thing for people to ask for. Um, and, and the I, I I'm not going to use the the phrase in Google's defense, but just to make just to give a little added perspective, uh, nothing that was proposed by shareholders at these this meeting was approved. Um, it's still uh, it's still. Uh, Oh yeah, it's still uh, Larry and Sergey's company. They still have like more than half of the voting shares. So essentially, if they don't if if they don't immediately cotton to something, it's not happening. So it's this is more of a open forum to talk to the people who control the company as opposed to a reasonable expectation that anything was going to happen. But it really it does point out that boy, I, I cannot I cannot imagine. This happening like at Apple. Number one, because it it's it seems less necessary at Apple. But I don't think that an employee would feel as though it is okay for me to in, this, in a very public shareholder meeting to stand up and make this make this request or make make uh, point out that we still have so far to go. Uh, but yeah, it's it's I I don't know if I don't know if they feel as though this was just not a reasonable thing a reasonable ask, or if they think that they already have plans in place that are already going to do the job. Um, in response to that later today, um, I think when the head of uh, I can't remember her name, but I think she's like head of HR for Google. <laughs> Uh, but she's saying that uh, that re reminding us that Google had already declared that uh, by 2020 they they have a goal to reach what they call quote market supply unquote representation of women and minorities. Yeah, that that means that if there are if they if, if there's an estimation that that 38 percent of engineers are women, then they will make sure that their hiring represents 38 percent of engineers, as opposed to maybe if we make it 50-50 to represent the actual populace that will do something to create another 12% of girls who want to become I don't know uh but yeah it's it's I'm I'm glad this is front and center I'm glad this is being communicated at such a high level uh and I hope that none of these people are going to get fired for this or wind up like selling hats in the gift shop instead of building the uh, next by the way I was wrong uh, about that last part when I said uh there's this has nothing to do with that tax that I was talking about. Sorry, but clearly that was on my mind, which is why I brought it up. Uh, it was mentioned in a couple of Twitter threads. I think that's why it was like circling around in there in my brain. Um, also worth noting, can can people get fired for that? Like, I don't know if you can do that in California. I'm sure I, I'm sure there's protections. I mean, there's even whistleblower protections under, under federal law. But I'm I'm also sure that anybody who's smart enough to found Google and <laughs> Google Incorporated is smart enough not to say, well, you made me look like quite a cad in front of all those shareholders. And that's why I'm firing you. It would be we want you to head up this wonderful new initiative. It's a new line of sweatbands and spats that we're putting into the gift shop. We want you to spearhead that you're going to be the manager of spats and sweatbands in the gift shop. And then basically make someone miserable enough that they decide that, okay, like I office guess space. I don't want to live here they anymore. And I don't want to work here anymore. Shove them to the basement. He just yeah. wanted his red stapler. Um, yeah. So also worth <laughs> noting today, there was another Android or rather the Android P beta, I think officially went out, which included. Yeah, there was a, there's a new, a new developer beta uh, of Android P. I was trying to figure out if there was anything that was really interesting about it, apart from like, new and changed that, they emojis. made a big deal about it and that I was really, like that there, was the marquee headline and that and to and to be fair that is a lot of it i think is a nice uh, sophisticated and important uh addressing a lot of shortcomings in emojis like if you have an emoji for family why mm -hmm, is it always mm -hmm. man and a woman and a kid why can't it be a man and a man or a woman and a woman uh and so they're making making hay about how hey look we've got these new diverse emojis also pointing out that hey look now so we're not we're not uh, prejudiced against redheads so we now have <laughs> redhead red-haired people as emojis uh also also saying hey look how much friendlier the turtle is and look how <laughs> uh and so there's maybe this was just bad timing um I'm. I don't want to. I. I don't want to make this. Uh, this. This 
woman feel bad because I think that it this was, was just, very. Uh, I, uh, uh, her, was, her name is yeah. It was bad time. Okay, here. I'm oh, sorry. We should say so. Uh, Jennifer Daniel is the essentially the on her business card it would be chief emojiist at Google. She's uh, like she's the front facing person in charge. So, she, so there was a long. She did a long Twitter th- thread showing off a lot of the new changes in emoji, and it's mm-hmm. Twitter, so she's just being lighthearted about it. Like, hey, look now, uh, now we we've got the 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 the, the tense face emoji. We've 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 uh, he, he looks he or she looks less tense now and just mo- now doesn't look like they're about to they're about to explode. And then, okay, now here I'll, I will quote her here. <laughs> uh, they did make it a, a change to the the salad emoji, and that is exactly what you think it is—a emoji of a salad. And so I'm quoting here: uh, <laughs> There's big talk about inclusion and diversity at Google. So if you need any evidence that of Google is making this priority, may I direct your attention to the salad emoji? We we've removed the egg in Android P beta two, making this a more inclusive vegan salad. So instead of whereas the old emoji had was made out of lettuce, tomatoes, and a hard boiled egg, uh, this new one uh, deletes the egg. Uh, so it, it is, is literally a tomato and lettuce, by option. the way. There's nothing else on it. No cucumbers, no croutons, at least, and some Parmesan cheese. Nothing. That's what the people at the fire festival got for food. That was that's a very sad. It's, it's a bowl, but still, no, no dressing. It looks like, um, and I don't. I don't know if there was some. I don't know if there was some blowback uh, from this. Uh, but just an hour before, like we started recording tonight, she tweeted again and pinned this to the top of her Twitter feed. Hello, carnivores, vegans, and everyone in between. Just want to clarify that the goal of salad emoji redesign was to create an image more faithful to Unicode's description. And she quotes the description in Unicode of a, quote, a bowl of healthy salad containing lettuce, tomato, and other salad items such as cucumber, unquote, bon appetit. So maybe, she, yeah, I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I hope she doesn't become another one of these <laughs> let, let's get the let, let's have the, the little children from the village of the dam like chase her over the hills and through the woods okay it was again maybe a badly timed <laughs> i'm sure she, i'm sure that she had known what had gone yeah. down at the shareholder meeting maybe she would have rewritten actually, that i didn't a take it bit. badly i uh, actually took it as just a cute acute because it's a it long was, thread on twitter about all the changes so we also have exactly. um curly haired emoji yes we have curly haired curly haired folks now ah why can't i say that word curly haired folks now bald headed folks silver headed folks uh she referred to them as silver foxes by the way which is accurate um, uh the goat is a lot ha- uh, happier is not as mean as it used to be yeah she used to be a, you've seen angry she used to uh, go why, why I know. would you consider I'm putting angry like, eyes in the goat why was the goat angry because there's no grass to eat I have never again. They, they are the company that uh, you know that has YouTube. They they should know that all the goat, the, all especially the baby goat videos are yes. damn adorable. Oh, I thought you were going to say angry this, goats. the angry goat was the goat after watching a Logan Paul video. Um. Anyway, sorry, that was a terrible <clears throat> joke. Uh. Hey, there's some new emoji coming. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, again, I that's that's fine. I'm I'm glad that I I am the person who is damn near close to cutting out a tiny little square of gaffer tape to cover up the emoji button on the Google keyboard so that I don't keep hitting the Google emoji button. And I, okay, maybe I should be, instead of being frustrated by it, I should go into preferences and you know what, for the way Andy, to turn that off. But if still. you go into the Google keyboard and you set it to a different language so that it's, uh, that your keyboard is bilingual, the little emoji thing goes away and it's uh, the secondary feature and it becomes a primary comma. So it's actually a comma instead of an emoji button. So I have to hold it down to get to the emoji. But I have it set to English and Romanian so that I can type in both. So there's a little tip for all of you there out there. It just sounds like now you're saying to me that if I don't use emoji, it's like I'm speaking a language that is separate from, you know, what English people, English speaking people. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I'm, I've always been an iconoclast. Uh, actually, actually, no joke. I will. <laughs> I, I know how easy it is. To, I, I am. I'm still using, you know, the ASCII gram style smiley because, again, if it's not a colon and a right parentheses, 
it just ain't a smiley to me. But uh, when when someone sends me a text or or, or Slack and the a thumbs up emoji is the appropriate response, I will type in square brackets thumbs up emoji close bracket instead of actually clicking the button to find the thumbs button emoji. So again, I'm definitely and I'm definitely the I'm just the holdout. I'm just the person who will go on and on about how he he listens to all his music on LPs on a tube amp. And don't don't adjust the curtains because he's got a tune for the Mahler. Dang, uh, that is real dedication there. But I, but I have to say, you know, I like to intermix. I like the emoji and uh, and the old analog emoticons. I call them emoticons. There you go. Again, we, we our our generation has poisoned your generation. You're you, again. You are the Gap generation. You are you are the the you are the Jan Brady of generations because <laughs> Jan Brady. You, Jeez. <laughs> you use you use emo, you use emojis, but you call them emoticons. You're you're stuck between two competing. Yes, and I apparently keep here. getting hit in the face with a football. <laughs> that was her, right? But Jan was the middle. I think Jan was. The, I, I was I was the person uh, I wasn't I'm not old enough to have been a fan of the Brady Bunch only old enough so that when I was a little kid there were only like eight channels on TV and when you come home from school you have the choice between soap operas or the Brady Bunch or another channel that might have had Gilgan's Island so I whatever whoever the middle daughter was the one that was annoying and annoyed that she was the middle yes anyway i think she gets hit in the face with a football anyway um hey so i have to also express another frustration here on the podcast which is uh i have to drop some money for a smart display because the first google assistant powered smart displays uh they're coming in july and um you can pre-order the lenovo one if you want it but we're see we're we're kind of we've got to navigate a pretty big problem here. We've got uh, when uh, when uh, when Google announced them at CES, they mentioned that they're going to be made by Lenovo, LG, and JBL. All three are going to be making them. They also said they're going to be available in July, but I guess they weren't really specific about that. So what we've got here, th- this is a news item this week because B and H Photo and a couple other makers, but mostly B and H is the place you probably want to order it from because they're awesome. Uh, has hey, we've, we've gotten we've we've got we're now taking orders for the Lenovo model. They've got the eight inch display for 150 bucks. Uh, the one with the 10 inch model for 230 bucks. Given the prototypes that they or the samples that they showed off in January I probably would want to have Lenovo one and the other piece of good news is that this is cheaper than what Lenovo said they'd be going for uh, like 30 30 bucks or something so that's definitely that's definitely a good price but now here's the here's the fear uncertainty and doubt B&H says that they will ship be shipping orders in September so if we're going to do the navigation tree for this for these possibilities, it's possible that when uh, when Google said July, they meant the LG and JBL devices. They weren't sp- talking about the Lenovo devices, which are only going to weren't going to be shipping until September. Or the, because the uh, B and H actually had these on the uh, in the, on the site uh, for pre order like. Uh, a month or two ago, like maybe in March, but that was an accident. They quickly pulled it down. So you could speculate. If you really want to look on the bright side of life, that maybe September was just a placeholder date until they get the actual. They know it's going to be shipping in July sometime, but they're not going to put in the actual shipping date until Lenovo tells them when they're going to have them. But so it's possible you could be the first people to order it, but be the last people to actually get a functioning Google Assistant smart display. Hold on, I have some bad news. So it turns out that these links are no longer valid. The ones that uh, were were posted to Droid Life. So the Lenovo 8-inch and the Lenovo 10.1-inch smart displays, you click on it, it goes to B&H Photo, uh, and it says, we're sorry, the page may have been moved or is no longer available, which makes me think, what if somebody messed up the copy and it's not supposed to be September and the blogs just picked it up and they took it down because they didn't want to make Google mad? (laughs) Or get sued or get sued I don't know. yes or get sued uh that's always a possibility in this very litigious country of ours huh. okay you might be right there because i i just followed the same link which was working when i checked it uh but then i went to well what if we just search for lenovo smart display Let's see and that doesn't actually bring up a lenovo smart display there's showing results for lenovo smart display nothing uh oh wait, but pick, wait a minute 
I'm getting page one of one, one to two of two items, but it's not showing anything. Yeah, I saw that. That's so doing the I same guess, for so me. I guess it, so it feels it feels like the those two items are still in the system, but the whatever front end they're running has been said, don't show this. This is not part of the catalog yet. So oh, okay. If I just and if I just type in smart display, uh, I get results. But here's a Dell monitor. Here's a Samsung Zero client display. View Viewtronic. Ooh, Orion images, twenty seven inch. Interesting. <laughs> Actually, that might I should I, sh- I shouldn't make fun of it. This is this is B and H photo. I was gonna say, oh look, the 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 brand you've got, known to low and trust the Orion. Either go to CVS Pharmacy or B and H photo, and then I see that this is actually an eight hundred thirty three dollar display monitor. Knowing that this is B and H photo, they have lots of brand names and stuff that for people who, they, I think they have a special astronauts going to the International Space Station and need a flash attachment for their camera department. Uh, so I shouldn't make fun. It, may, it might be a very, very good screen. But anyway, so sorry to lead you on there, but uh, hopefully that means that we're going to see smart display soon. I'm surprised how interested I am in this thing. Um, I don't know. I, I might buy one under the, well, I'm gonna write, I should write about this anyway. Uh, but I keep finding that if the more, the more <laughs> uh, anything that I have that is a Google Assistant powered device will help my life in some way, shape, or form. And when this was announced at CES, I really was thinking about it as this would be a cool thing to have, like not even on my nightstand, but somewhere in the bedroom uh, with a piece of tape covering the camera, of course, <laughs> where I can where I can wake up and ask, ask it a question and it will show me answers. I can just see the five-day forecast or even just like be quickly watching a YouTube video. It, it looks like something that I could fit into my life. And for this price, I don't, I won't feel like an idiot for buying it maybe. Hey, so I went to google.com, which is uh, our favorite search engine. Sorry, Bing. And I typed in Lenovo smart display pre-order. And then I went to the shopping tab, which remember everyone out there, there's a shopping tab on the Google website. Uh, I know we don't often talk about it, but it's there. And I found these, these like links of some weird looking stores, which I am pasting uh, into our little chat window. It that's mm. yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I, you know, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't buy it. Just by the way, if you end up doing this, because I don't trust. I mean, I don't understand what's happening. Oh, I think I. Uh, what you got? They do. They have ratings. Yeah. See, I, I I feel like these are people who are trying to get the pre order, even though they're they're going to get your money, and then mm-hmm. when they get they'll, they'll like buy them from B and H Photo, and then fulfill the order or something. I, don't do that. Yeah. Just wait. If I, I I feel I feel as though you know Jim Jim and Slappy Supertech Warehouse ch is probably not going to have them before B and H Photo of New York has. So. And if, okay, no no slight to B and H Photo New York here, but I also feel like Best Buy would have this thing before B and H Photo would, uh, and also the Google Store. I mean, I'm assuming okay. they're going to put them front and center on store.google.com. See, uh, a B&H is, one, uh, is just one of my default go-tos because uh, they are <laughs> – they, they, they run to the beat of a different drummer. Uh, and one of them is that, hey, you're, you're actually only like a few hours away from our store, so we'll give you free next-day shipping if it's over $50. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's like I can, and so yes, I'll do that. Uh, and uh, they do, they do like observe. Uh, I think like Orthodox Jewish timetables. So I, I have been in situations where I really needed something, but oh my god, it's eleven fifty-seven a.m. on the East Coast, and if I don't complete the, if I don't hit the website and complete the order by noon, they stop taking orders for like forty-eight hours, and I won't be able to get it on Monday. So I, I I have never diffused a, a, a ticking time bomb, but I have logged in to bnhphotovideo.com at 11.57 and completed an order like three seconds before noon and actually got the thing like the next day. So oh, It's like giving me flashbacks to trying to buy tickets off Ticketmaster. Oh, my gosh. You have three minutes and it just counts down like, oh, you better do it. Give us your money. Pay the taxes and fees. It's like, oh, my God. Uh Listen, I'm going to put my money away. I'm going to get one of these. I really hope that we're still sticking to a July date because I was hoping to play with this this summer. And I think it would be really fun to have uh, before the next Pixel come out comes out. Also, because I'm going to have to need to 
put money away for the next <laughs> pixel. Okay, we can't eat. Come on. We got to stagger these things. We can't have them all come at the same time. It doesn't work for me. Yeah, again, as freelance journalists, we figure out that if, if, I, if I'm tempted to go, I'm about to walk to the kitchen to make myself a peanut butter sandwich and a bottle of water for, for lunch, but there's a cafe across the, across the street that will make me a very nice breakfast, a very nice lunch for like $11. I'm thinking, okay, but realize that this sandwich will cost do you, do you want do you want that really lovely like uh, like chicken salad sandwich with the home cut home cut fries and a soda or do you want a peanut butter sandwich and like ten dollars and twenty cents more for the Google Pixel three fund and damn you Andy damn you straight to hell fine this is why we'll bake up peanut butter sandwich I just I just had like some chicken fingers for lunch today because that's like all I could find. <laughs> And I wasn't about to go out and spend money on groceries or anything because, you know, I'm waiting on some checks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hashtag freelance life. Um, But anyway. You're you're never you never feel like you feel like Diamond Gem, like the first half half of the month when like five checks come in in the same like week. And oh my gosh! Right, you're, you're, and there, there, and there aren't enough commas in your bank listing to hold all the money that's in your account. And then after you pay all your regular bills, it's like, okay, I, I know that, I know that there, I'm going to have no problem, you know, with my savings and with, with the money I have even on hand, feeding myself and going out to movies and stuff like that. That said, what if I were to like make the peanut butter sandwich with one slice of bread folded over, and then <laughs> I would have twice as many sandwiches off of whatever remains of this loaf of bread? Yeah, it's this is why it's so important to live on your own when you're younger <laughs> because you learn all of these ways to take care of yourself to try and stretch yeah. out every little bit of cash. Life lessons from Andy and Flo: just turn up, yes. just just fold the bread in half. Save that other piece for tomorrow. And, and you know what? You know how, like in the fancy restaurants, they have like uh, after dinner mints. They don't necessarily check if to see if like someone just came in as opposed to coming out. So if you want to like have a really like good like minty dinner, just stuff your you know stuff your pockets full. Of, make wear, wear a nice jacket so you blend in. But it's a good way to get toothpicks and napkins as well. Also, stuffing the bread into your bag when they're not watching you and then just keep asking for more bread when they offer it. <laughs> hey, you know, if, if elderly people can do it with sweet and low packets, you, just, you know, yeah. us, us, us working, you know, it's, that's fine. It's, it's part of the expense of doing the business. And now that, now that there are Yelp and Google reviews, we got them. We can say, okay, do you want us to, you know, Say exactly. nasty things about your store. How how much how much is this half a loaf of 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 of, of Cisco Italian bread going to cost you versus what's a not a one star review because I'm diabolical. I'll make it a two and a half star review where someone thinks, oh, this person actually gave it a fair chance and they're not a loony. They just simply didn't like this to this place at all. That's what I'll do, sir or madam. And this is why you carry Ziploc bags in your bag. And or you don't take reservations from someone who is a known freelancer. Yes. Anyway. Uh, anyway, Andy, thank you so much for joining me for today's show. Thank you for joining me as well. This has been great. This has been grand. Um, I would like to just talk very quickly to our listenership out there to thank you for listening, to remind you that you can subscribe to this podcast all over the internet and also monetarily if you wish. And in fact, Andy and I were just talking about bonus episodes before we started recording today and we've got some ideas brewing and they're coming your way and they're coming hopefully soon. And we, we don't have anything locked down, but shall we, can, uh, can I just put this in your minds that the who have lost their bass player and they have lost their drummer. The Beatles have lost their lead guitarist and basically, the Beatles is down to just their bass player and their drummer. So if a podcast were to make the right inquiries to get a Who Beatles supergroup together as a bonus episode, I think that would be worth like the 20 bucks uh, a year that of the bronze level. or I, I even think it would be worth 100 bucks a year for the, for the gold level. I hypothetically totally agree. Uh, now, I have to ask, though, never mind. Who are the who? Who are the Beatles? Don't even play that. Don't even go there. 
I've cracked their I've cracked the code of people who are at least 10 years younger than me. They know damn well who the Beatles are. They just know it gets us feeling insecure and riled up when they pretend that they were that their parents weren't playing Octopus's Garden for them over and over again while they were in, in any kiddie pool that they were at. So fine. It's true. My dad played a lot of the Beatles when I was a kid. Uh, so yes, you can subscribe to us in more ways than one, and we appreciate you. We appreciate you so very much. Also, email us if you have a question. Tweet at us if you have a question. Uh, we're here. We're here for you and your questions and to answer yes. them and to help you. And most of that information you need to either throw money at us or throw complaints at us or suggestions at us is at relay.fm slash material. Precisely. Andy, you, have you got anything going on that you'd like to tell the crowd about? Uh, let's see. I was uh, on uh, my usual radio gig on uh, Boston Public Radio. So if you go to WGBH.org, uh, go to the click link, the link for Boston Public Radio. You can listen to that uh, and more stuff. I've got some this week was uh, WDC. Uh, and fortunately, I have the rather cushier gig of not having to live live blog it and not having to like have something out one hour later i have the somewhat itchier thing oh i don't have an excuse for not having my facts straight because i'm writing like two days later so that will be up that too but if you go to anotco.com uh anotco on twitter or anotco on instagram you'll find links to where you can find all this cool stuff awesome uh, and as for me, I actually just put up my first little blog post uh, from the question. I've been feeling questions from people on the Internet. <laughs> so there is a you can ask me for tech help at my website at florencelion.com. And I do collect all of those questions and I try to put them together as themes. And so uh, this week's theme is just can you use the Google Home and the Amazon Echo at the same time to control the same things? Go to florenceion.com to find out. <laughs> and of course, come here every week, please. Please subscribe. Like and subscribe. Exactly. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. We hope you have a beautiful next seven days. And until we get to talk next time, Arrivederci. Dirty. <laughs> 